Hey, everybody. Dr. Def here. This is uh, Alex Smith of Till Def Do Us Party. And I have a little uh, lepsplanation going into this lepisode, which is a non-canonical lepisode. Uh, that you're not gonna like, but we thought it would, we would release it as a, uh, as a bonus. Um, you might love it. I don't know. We talked about this on an earlier thing. Uh, when we had Char on, we mentioned that we had tried to do an earlier episode with Charlene, and I had screwed up royally by, uh, not having my mic on the right settings, and so it's all my my voice is all screwed up. But Stu and Char sound great, and they're hilarious throughout it. And um, and I think people probably figured that, and that's why they uh, a few people have asked to hear it in in some way, shape, or form. So I thought I would just drop it as a bonus, um, as a, a non again a non canonical take on. Make Love Like a Man, the song that we did a couple episodes ago. So, here it is. Uh, my voice sounds terrible, so audio warning. Uh, but I don't, I've listened to it a little bit, and uh, I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's like unlistenable. You know what, I'm not going to get into that. You, you can decide for yourself whether you uh, can deal with the audio limitations of this episode. But uh, I say, have at it, enjoy it, make do with it what you will. Uh, you only get one life, and I shouldn't say that before I at the beginning of of a podcast. Because come on, uh, what 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 more pointless thing could you do with the short time you have on this earth than uh, listen to me talk? But. Fortunately, Stuart and Char are on there, and uh, there really isn't a better thing that you could do than listen to the two of them talk. So, here you go. Make Love Like a Man, uh, Take One, Ultimate Botch, Till Death Do Us Papar. How are you guys doing out there? <laughs> uh, welcome back to another episode of your, I'm going to say, fifth favorite Def Leppard podcast, uh, Till Def, do us pa-pa-pa party. We dropped a bit in the rankings, I guess, because we're so intermittent with our release schedule. Uh, yeah, I mean, because you took that long, uh, you took that long sabbatical. <laughs> Took another sabbatical. I take yeah. a lot of them. I take about four sabbaticals a year lately. And I just got back from that rehab facility. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Um, uh, it went pretty good. I still uh, still wish I was doing heroin. Oh, heroin. Yeah. You told me it was just snacks and like various uh, various crunchy, that's the street, salty that's the street items. Name for, that's the street name for heroin, Alex. Snacks? Salty <clears throat> snacks? So, the voices you're listening to right now, I'm uh, Stuart Wellington, and with me as always is Dr. Def, Alexander Smith, and joining us, joining us today, we have a special guest spurt. We have a, a special uh, guest. Spurt. Char- Charlene Wellington. Say hello. Hello. I mean, I live here, so I don't know if I'm a guest. Hey, babe! Hi. <laughs> well, you're a guest in, like, the airwaves. Sense. Okay, yes, then I am a guest. I'm honored to be here. 
I'm glad Alex. that uh, I'm Shar. It's great to have you on the show. I'm glad that we are finally getting a female perspective. Uh, it's I'll, it's been I'll long, do what I can. long overdue. <laughs> Um, so we, uh, yeah, like, uh, we'll have to rely heavily on your, what, chromosomes? What makes a girl different than a boy? Uh, I well, guess it's all a, a social construct at this point anyway. No, no, there's some very, uh, there's some innate things. See, Stuart, men are like waffles, and women are like spaghetti. Charlene, I don't know if you know about this, but I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to school you on this. As, before we get going, just so you know what, what wheelhouse you're supposed to be in. <laughs> You're like a plate of spaghetti, right? You're complicated. You've got like uh, I don't know. You um, uh, you've got a sauce, and um, <laughs> you're, you're 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 savory. Uh, men, Stuart and I are sweet, and we have a lot of little pockets that you can dump syrup into. That's that's mm-hmm. the difference between More the two of cream. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you spread a little butter on there, and you're and you're good to go. Um, this is- Exactly what they taught me in junior high science class. So spot on. Yeah, those are the primary differences. <laughs> those are biological. They're not really up for debate. Uh, but but we're going to talk in depth about uh, about what it's like to be a woman listening to the best band of all time, the English band, Def Leppard. So we're all going to talk about it. You can mansplain the the concept of gender to us some more, Doctor Def. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mansplaining is what I do. I, sure, because you're a man. I that's like, what you are. Like a man, yeah. that's what I am, baby. Uh, speaking of mansplanations, uh, sure. let me let me get let me uh, sum up where we are in the. We're off to a great start, is where we're at. Yeah, we're off to a, a potentially very uh, uh, what div- divisive and alienating start. So <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about. Def Leppard, where they are uh, in their in their career, we are. Yeah, the listeners uh, listeners at home are probably like, "What's all this jibber jabber?" Let's get to the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Def Leppard. Yeah, they were. They saw that that Charlene Wellington was on a was on a podcast, and they were like, "Let, let me check this out. Let me see what what it is, mm-hmm. and uh, and maybe I'll find out about a, a little bit about this band that I've never heard of before called Def Leppard." So, Charlene, can you explain to us, before Alex starts talking about Def Leppard, uh, what you're doing on this Def Leppard podcast? Um, well... Sum up the life choices that brought you here. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I was under the impression that every so often uh, you guys talk over the computer and you basically hold up your pets. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I leave we do, we and I come that. back and you guys are talking and holding up your pets and I was just curious about what happens in between that. You're hoping to see a pet? <laughs> I was hoping to see a pet. So, <laughs> basically. Did you think that we had like a pet-based podcast? I, yeah, uh, that's I thought, you know, you hold up your your dog and Danny. Stuart holds up our cat, Muscles. Muscles and yeah. it's like Danny that's... Danny and Muscles like I make a little voice for Danny <laughs> yes. and and Stuart makes a little voice for Muscles and they just talk. That's a great yeah. idea for a That's a good idea. That's what, a great idea for a show. Stuart, what is your um what is your voice for Muscles like? Hey, it's me, Muscles. I'm a big, tough kitty cat. <laughs> no way. That's not how Muscles talk. Weird. It's a little baby. Meow, meow. Give me some of that tuna. Uh, Muscle sprouts, please. 
Danny has like an Al Gore accent, like a Southern, <laughs> like a. Lo- it's actually oh, it's cool. in the. It's sort of similar to the one you're doing, except a little more twang on. Hi everybody! Like it's got a. <laughs> Uh, Danny, Danny talks exactly like that. He talks like he's talking down to a room of like adults, like their children, uh, but with a little <laughs> sounds twang. Like, sounds like the main character from Rectify. <laughs> What's Rectify? I don't know it. Oh, it's a show about this guy who killed a girl, maybe or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You'll have to watch it to well, find out. Well, I'm already intrigued. It's available <laughs> knowing on that there's stars. something, knowing that there's something so dramatic to not know already, has got me really intrigued. So, Charlene, when did you first hear the English band Def Leppard? Um, I want to say today in the car, but that's not true. I've heard them before. <laughs> you want to say that because that'll make you look cool in that front of your make, boys, probably. Um, yeah, you're like but, too, too underground to have come across Def Lep before. But I think I heard of them in junior high. Um, Pour Some Sugar on Me was around uh, in the charts. We all yeah. sang it. Oh, yeah. Who didn't sing that one? I had a friend named Sugar. I don't know what her <laughs> oh, no. real name was. And she hated that song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, She's man. like, you can't pour me on a person. Oh, That's wow. crazy. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. probably that probably did a lot of good things for her on the uh, junior high playground. That song yeah. coming out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, <laughs> like if I had gone to school with somebody named Luca, people would always be like, "Do you live on the second floor?" Yeah, ironic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do they say the ironic part? Is that or <laughs> no, is that it's just, a different oh, okay. song? This is just commentary <laughs> on my joke. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, clearly, you have a lot of experience with Def Leppard. Sure. Um, name yeah. name two of their songs. Oh shit! I can, to- I can totally do this. All right, <laughs> pour some sugar on me. Okay, off to a cracking start. Photograph. Oh. Huh. Those are two songs, Alex. Great job. Fantastic okay, job. You're now in charge of the podcast. What uh, do we do here okay. on this podcast? Uh, we hold our pets up. Okay, we hold our <laughs> pets up. That's going to be tough and in pretty much exclusively audio medium. So uh, far, we, we so well. far, what we do on this podcast is we explain a woman's gender to her and then ask her to tell us how many Def Leppard songs she knows. So we're doing great. We've accomplished our goals for the night. As a very bro-heavy podcast. I mean, we didn't ask her how many Def Leppard songs she knows. Uh, are you just a fake nerd girl? Like, we didn't do that. Yeah. We, like, we were just trying to get a background as to, uh, like, why what what her background with Def Leppard is, Alex. Right. I right. got a sense that you were gen- genuinely interested. You yes. Got, you, you, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I put on a modicum of humanity. <laughs> Yeah, that would be date two. Would be when you ask uh, when you ask that. Date one is just name two of their songs. That's and I think, frankly, you did better than past guest Dan McCoy did. <laughs> How many did he name? The song we listened to. Let's get rock. That's yeah. it. Oh, I know that one too. See, three songs. He na- yeah, he named the song that he the only the song that we listened to, and he had only heard it that first time that day. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you're at least coming in with a little background. Yeah. So at this point in the podcast, you're going to tell us where we're at in the journey of Def Leppard. Oh, you're talking to me now? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at you. You're on a... Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> All right. So. Okay, so shuffle your papers. And- yeah, okay. We are three songs into Adrenalize, Def Leppard's fifth studio album. This is the third song on it. Uh, this album was released in 1992. Five very long and, um, I guess, tempestuous years after their uh, landmark album, Hysteria. Um, which uh, sold more albums than anything else in the in the eighties and was huge, uh, but we've we've got a bit of a different approach on Adrenalize. Uh, the than Hysteria Gone are the complex and uh, worldly, nuanced, um, consequential themes that we had in our trilogy of albums of High and Dry, Pyromania, and Hysteria. We're not talking about you know the dangers of masculinity or. Um, uh, creating a new society built on uh, uh, built from the values of women over men. We're not talking about those things anymore. The death of Steam and Steve Clark, R.I.P., and the descent of the Soviet Empire have sent the English band looking for the simple nostalgic urges of youth. Track one has uh, track one. Let's get rocked has Joe arguing with his dad, who we find out he still lives with. Um, he's looking for a new domestic partnership. Uh, Let's Get Rock refers to someone offering him uh, an engagement ring. Uh, Heaven Is sings a song of unrequited love, which is like surface-level teen obsession, where women are as mysterious and unknowable as the afterlife. Uh, Wow, Alex, I'm sorry I've been uh, distracted, but uh, looks like Charlene is Google-searching... How to get a divorce. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, well, uh, I guess this was a mistake. But uh, so, yeah. So, what do you think of all that background? Did you was that ju- that just sound like uh, like adults in the Peanuts cartoons? No, it it's way Jesus. deeper than I thought it was. Sure. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea those boys were so deep. Okay. Well, there's also so, there's a, the one the one other thing I want to talk about is the the the, um, the songs themselves on a on a on an oral oral level uh, they they're more straightforward they're stripped of hysterias embellishments and elaborate structures uh, Stuart and I talked a lot about um, about song structure on hysteria a lot of times you get a you get a verse and you get a little pre bridge and then you get a bridge and then it would come back to the verse and they would just keep going like that, keep putting putting you off, uh, and, and until you were just gonna burst, and then you get a chorus. So far, yeah, you, you edge for most of the song. Yeah, and until you almost get to all that of them have soaring like, chorus. Almost all of them have like a long opening section that's different, like an intro that's like a minute long. So far, all of these songs. Well, so far, both. Sorry, so far, both of these songs. And spoiler alert: "Make Love Like a Man" will be no exception. Uh, they start right away with a verse. They go right into a bridge. They go right into a chorus, and they're just as uh, they're they're not so much plain as they are impatient and shimmery and like pop tunes. So that's where that's what we're expecting as we go into "Make Love Like a Man." Um, uh, Charlene, do you have anything? Uh, uh, do you what are you expecting uh, as we as as I start this opening? part of make love like a man from what you know of the english band um well i'm expecting something to rhyme with man sure i think they can do that Uh oh Oh, is that the doorbell 
Uh, that's the doorbell. I wonder if that's uh, somebody delivering something hot off the presses. Uh-oh. Uh, Did you guys order a spaghetti, a plate of spaghetti and a waffle? We we got a, pl- a plate of spaghetti and a waffle. Uh, weirdly enough, I have the tomato sauce on my waffle, yeah. whereas she has the delicious maple syrup on her pizzetti. Well, that's see, that's typical of men and women. Like men, men like to have spaghetti sauce on our waffles and women yeah. like to have something sweet a little syrup in their spaghetti it's typical it's like, still still all part of the all part of the gender classic gender structure yeah it's like oil and butter you mm-hmm. know they repel yep so make love like a man alex just going into this one whoa what's dinging i think that might be our fire alarm my <laughs> waffle oh no my waffle's burnt <laughs> oh man, it's all over the place. <laughs> How much so, did that cost? Five dollars? Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm made of money now. So let's let's drama with nothing actually happening. <laughs> so so getting into so getting camera. into Make Love Like a Man. So with a title like Make Love Like a Man, you're like, this is gonna be some some instruction. And as a as a as a teen hearing the song, I'm like, thank God, because I had no idea how to do this. So Def Leppard, thank you for being there for a teenage Stewart to kind of give me an idea of how to approach relationships. Yeah, well, that's true, and I think that's again that's part of the um, that's part of their big search for um, to to reclaim their their sort of teenage innocence, but at the same time. They want to speak to the younger generation. They want to. They want to say, "Hey guys, here's how you, um, here's how you get, here's how you please a lady. Here's yeah, how you satisfy a woman." It's like a, they 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 take on a mentor role. So why don't we why don't we fire this song up? And I think and they come right out of the gate with like a statement of purpose here. Oh yeah, you oh, get yeah, you get do. chorus right away. Kind of. Well, yeah, it's like an abbreviated course, but let's go ahead and find that out. Stop it right there. We heard uh, we heard a, almost all of the first verse there. Um, Stuart, do you want to read those read those words to us? Sure. Make love like a man. I'm a man. That's what I am. Yeah, like you said, oh, there's a bit of an abbreviated chorus there to start to start things off, um, which is smart. You know, a 10 second snip uh, snippet of. Uh, of what's to come, like an overture. Uh, and, and it's like a very simple math problem. So, make love like a man. I'm a man. Ah, uh, yes, yes. That's what I am. So you're like, oh, got it. I should make love like you, Joe Elliott. Mm-hmm. Okay, exactly. so, all, all you girls around the world looking for a guy who's a real go-getter... 
so at this point, he's addressing women, right? Yeah. And of course, he's talking to everybody in the world because they're the most famous band in the universe. Yeah. Looking for a guy who's a real go-getter. Well, Charlene, uh, have you? Is in, in your experience, is that a guy who's a real go-getter? Is mm-hmm. that a, is that a, is that pretty important? I mean, obviously, you found yourself a go-getter. Oh, of course. You married um, Stuart Wellington, the leopard tamer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, if if a guy's gonna grab me, <laughs> I I guess I would rather it be a guy that's a go-getter. Sure. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, well, you're jumping ahead a little bit oh, here. Oh, sorry. But, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. So, but the idea, do you think, when you were when you were younger, mm-hmm. imagine imagine Joe Elliott is, is addressing kind of the younger generation. When you imagine the guy that you would be with, mm-hmm. did you imagine like a go-getter type, like a real career-driven fella? Sure. Um, one thing, can you describe Joe Elliott for me? I don't know what he looks like. Okay. So you weren't watching, <laughs> when we were listening to this in the car, I was watching the video on YouTube. She was not. I was driving. So, you need Joe Elliott. With a, we'll start with your impression of what an archangel might look like. He's like yeah. a. Okay. He's he's like a, a, a brilliant, like an almost mythologically beautiful, <laughs> uh, uh, angelic, slender, tall man. With flowing golden uh, hair that's cut so, short in the front. Do you remember the movie? <laughs> do you remember the movie Avatar? Yes. Okay. So he's blue. Wait, where no, are you going so with he's this? he's like the Navi, but he's not blue, and Da-boo-dee, he's got da-boo-da. a little more hair. And he I, plugs his tail into people. Well, that's he plugs his ponytail <laughs> into things. <laughs> But I, you, I think you're tracking where I'm going. So he's kind of like that. He's like this beautiful, okay. like, deified version of the human form, just not blue. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and what does he go and get? Well, he goes and gets a pair of sunglasses, because he <laughs> needs to wear those shits all the time. Yeah. yeah and he, he gets ladies. Okay. He, wa- he, walks, I mean, his, yeah. he walks his dad's little dog. <laughs> He does that, mm-hmm. uh, but it, yeah, he, he goes. He he does most of the time. He goes out and he gets he gets ladies. Uh, that's he his... gets on top, baby. Mm-hmm. So, so a go getter is one who gets ladies. Uh, I mean, I that's guess what he goes and gets. I guess that's what they're talking about. <laughs> okay. okay. I guess they're talking about a guy who is proactive in his pursuit of ladies. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, a rare breed. I think, yeah, because it, it, it is actually kind of unlikely that Joe Elliott at this point is talking about someone who's bi- he's got a lot of business savvy. Because that's really not not the spirit of this song. It's not the spirit of, of this album. Uh, I, I don't think it's. I don't think he's talking about success. I don't think he's talking about a guy in a suit. I think he's talking about a guy in some tattered <laughs> jeans. Wearing a maybe, wear, maybe his birthday suit, but that's it. Wearing a big oh. oversized T-shirt with the sleeves cut off that has "slut" written on it in pink across the <laughs> chest of it, um, which was his, uh, which was one of his uh, signature shirts on the tour for this album. <sighs> so every guy grab a girl. That's what we're talking about mm-hmm. going and getting something. Love her like a man. Make her feel a lot better. Yeah. Now. I like this line because it, it kind of has two meanings in a way. In one way, it's pretty clear. Like, go grab a girl, love her like a man. 
Uh, so have sex with her. But it's also like, love her like a man. She'll feel better because you're treating her like she's a man. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Pretty socially progressive right there. Pretty, it, it shines yeah. a light on the sexism in the You know, world. I hadn't thought about that. And, uh, and, and this, I mean, this line had been uh, sticking in my, in my craw a little bit lately because... <laughs> Because of yeah, the, you gotta get it out, dude. It's a well, it's a bad, sort of a bad time, I think, to be talking about this song um, because it because of its problematic undertones and overtones. Uh, you know, every guy grab a girl. I mean, we're we're here. It's it's early January 2016. We're about to have a president who has publicly talked grossly about uh, wanting to grab women. Um, mm-hmm. And having grabbed women, and I mean, and there's allegations that he absolutely has done that, and that's just—it's just gross. But uh, we like to say here on this on this show that we're you know we're, we we try to be uh, progressive and inclusive people, but we're talking about a different time. There was a, a different president. This was when George H. W. Bush was president, um, mm. or actually no, this was like uh, right maybe Reagan. No. This was no. This was when Bill Clinton was running for president. So in some ways, it's even worse. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? It's it's interesting. I have said that thing about this was a different time. There's a different president many times on this show uh, <laughs> to try to to try to uh, gloss over the fact that there's problematic themes in these songs and and very like. I don't know, kind of douchey. Alex, bro-y it's all—it's all just good fun, dude. Just chill out and have fun and grab a girl. <laughs> this was before, back before we knew that you were supposed to ask permission before you grabbed a girl. Yeah, it's just fun, dude. Uh, now you ask permission; they should like, change the this, line. But are this, we? Here's the question: Are we at the end of that era? Like, the—I mean, essentially, like we now have a we now have taken a guy who doesn't know that it's not okay to grab a girl or grab any girl. And we've now given that dude the highest office in the land. It's uh, it's crazy. So Alex, so are you the whole to thing about it, it being an earlier time, it doesn't matter anymore because we might be heading into an even worse time, you know? Uh, but the thing is, dude, it almost feels like you're telling me that if I – remove the handles of a girl's shower room so I can watch them shower yeah. and then sneak my penis through the hole so they'll <laughs> grab it while trying to turn on the hot water, not realize it's not working, and then masturbate me to completion. <laughs> You're telling me that that's not cool? That's just good fun, dude. That's such bad planning. <laughs> what are you talking about? Shelly, what's, what's, what's bad well, planning? Why are her eyes closed before she turns on the water? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> and theoretically, she's not... You're, that's a fair argument. And also, theoretically, she's not going to, like, lube herself up with soap before getting in the shower. Yeah. Because she doesn't mind wasting water, this prospective woman I'm talking about. <laughs> I think you've got to figure out a way to remove the handle after she's turned on the water. Oh, then... okay. And hopefully not disrupt the water flow because that would have – although that might draw her attention to grabbing the handle again. Maybe. And, You're going to really need to hire a, lot, a, lot. a licensed plumber for yeah, this job. 
<laughs> yeah, I might might have to involve a licensed plumber for this. It's getting really complicated. Yeah. Yeah, this is a very <laughs> elaborate uh, scheme. Guys, and I also I, I kind would, of have would, would, I also have an issue with a know. local roadhouse <laughs> run by a guy named Porky. <laughs> 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 I might need some help covering that, but we'll talk about that in another podcast. So we got this first verse out of the way, statement of purpose, making love like a man grabbing chicks. Well, yeah, I, so I, I bring up the fact that it's problematic just because I, I the um, again, I think I, I wonder, you know, if, if, if we're talking, if, if we're viewing these songs through like a sort of a, corrective length of time that maybe Joe Elliott writing these songs would be a little more inclusive now uh, in his language, inclusive to people who have different lifestyles, uh, not just say every guy around the world, assuming that every guy is straight and assuming that every guy wants to grab a girl. Um, Mm -hmm. Every person, grab a person, ask permission and make them feel better. (laughs) That sounds great. (laughs) I think you're onto something. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, think... well Def Lepp released a, a new album last year. Is it super progressive and features all that kind of stuff? I guess we'll get to that when we get to it. We will get to it when we get to it. But I will. I, it's funny. I, it's funny that you bring that up because I, that song, the single from that song that's out right now, is actually called uh, um, "Man Enough." <laughs> 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 and it's uh, and the song is. Um, uh, the chorus of it is, are you man enough to be my girl? Like, are you man enough? It has like a, uh, it's a real chugga-chugga. It's a lot, it's like this song in a lot of ways, but it's, are you, it's like, it's the opposite of this song saying, saying the the woman needs to be man enough to fuck <laughs> Joe Elliott. So it's a wow, I love interesting, it. interesting contrast. But here's, here's what I suggest going forward in this, in this song, though I'm not saying we shouldn't talk about any problematic stuff that comes up. Here's what I – there is a um, – there's sort of a convention in a lot of uh, like in – I would say like erotica and like, like softcore – like sexy stuff. Yeah, Alex, I don't know if you know this, Charlene, but Alex is a uh, – in addition to getting a Ph.D. in Def Leppard – he has a. Uh, he also has a doctorate in erotica. Yeah, and so and softcore eighties uh, okay. movies. <laughs> but like, f- there's a f- there's a fun convention of sexy like titty movies and erotica that everybody's <laughs> that everybody's on board. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Where it's like you, you don't you, you're not constantly stopping to reaffirm everybody's uh, everybody's consent here because they signed the release. Because the the implication is that you're in yeah. this like sort of magical world where everybody is just like yeah let's go for it let's do it because we don't you know we want to have have this party going where everybody just fucks and so that's that's I think the world that this song is in I just wanted to I'm sorry this took so long but I I just wanted to say that because it was very glaringly obvious to me that this song has has the words every guy grab a girl and we just elected this. Uh, you know, bag of shit for president. But uh, <laughs> anyway, let's hear the bridge. Wow, a shot across the bow. I hope <laughs> we don't get any fucking tweets from the president-elect directed at our podcast. <laughs> we have a Twitter account now, right? We do have a Twitter account. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let me, uh, okay. 
Let me let me pull it up and so I can remember what the um Let me pull it up so I can remember okay. what the that makes some really exciting listening. Why don't I uh, Twitter jump account to the is, next? Uh, here, no, no, I'll, I'll play the I'll play the bridge. Okay, but I and I'll I'll edit this little moment out. I just wanted to remember what exactly the it is. Et till death. T i l l d e f is our new Twitter account. Please wow, follow that. Wasn't that wasn't taken. Nope, till death was not taken. And uh, and go ahead and if you have any if you have any concerns about anything we've talked about on the show, go ahead and uh, air them right to us. Just make sure you you follow us so we can uh, DM you an apology back. Here we go. Stuart, read those lyrics to us. Of course. You want it. I'm, I'm the one. one. You got. I got it. I'm Mr. Fun. <laughs> you need it. I'm Captain Cool. Come get it. And I've come for you. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, a chilling story. <laughs> that uh, this uh, that this supervillain, Mr. Fun, Captain okay. Cool, has come for the the listener. Yeah, this so, is something I, I always have a problem with. Um, captain of what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is he? Was there a private cool? You mean you oh, always yeah. have? You, so always have a you think it's a military rank? What else is a captain? Like a ship? I guess a boat. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying uh, with like with like Captain America or Captain Crunch, you you yeah you always have a problem with like well Captain America was in the military, but Captain Crunch, I don't know well Captain I mean, Crunch has he was, a ship. he's a captain he of a ship a tri- he yeah, so a those ship. guys are legit captains so yeah, who, who, else like pro- who else do you have a who else do you have a problem with he's a captain <laughs> I mean he just decided he's a captain shard name two captains you got a problem with captains name two of them <laughs> I have a problem with people personating captains okay. So uh, when somebody walks into a party and you're like, "Are you are you doing all right?" You seem a little sweaty, and he's like, "Nah, I'm Captain Cool." You're like, "Ah, oh, come on! You're not Wait, in the military. You, you, yeah, you, you don't have a <laughs> ship." You try to bring them up on charges at that at that moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, military right away, tribunal. Right away. Uh, okay, so Stuart, Mr. Fun, who's yeah, Mr. So Fun? He, that's the thing, Joe Elliott. He wears a lot of masks in these songs. <laughs> yeah, and. I think none more than in Make Love Like a Man. This is a song that's all about identity, guys. Okay. Just like I mentioned earlier, it's talking about how you love her like a man to make her feel better. Being treated like a man makes you feel better in this society. And he also and he he he's a shapeshifter here. He's the one. He's exactly what you need. He's Mr. Fun. He's this Captain Cool who may or may not be a military person. <laughs> well, okay. So before but but you're doing what he did, which is to just say, I'm Mr. Fun, and I'm Captain Cool. What I'd like to do is I'd like to figure out what's he saying by saying Mr. Fun, and what's he saying by saying Captain Cool. So Mr. Oh. Fun, because uh, he's got to be like descri- he's got to be saying, like, these are two different elements of, of me. Um, this is why I'm bringing them both up, because they, they have different qualities. And Mr. Fun, is Mr. Fun, um, I, I don't know who Mr. Fun is. Uh it, it, it sounds. Isn't that like, uh, isn't that the boyfriend on Sex in the City? 
that was Mr. Big. Mr. Mr. Hands, I think, was the boyfriend. <laughs> That's uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Who was the guy with no? Who was John John Ham, uh, the guy with no hands on uh, on Thirty Rock? What was his that name? Was Mr. Mr. That was Mr. Fun. Was it Mr. Fun? No, I just made that up. <laughs> Shit. What about those books? Those Mr. Men books? Do you remember those? Where there was like There's- Mr. Happy and. Oh. It's like the, the they're like an Miss orange sassy. blob, and they have yeah. little arms and legs. Is there a Miss Sassy? Yeah. yeah I think Why aren't Mrs. there more of those t-shirts around? I think there was a Miss <laughs> Chatterbox or something like that, and like a Mr. Sassy. Oh, I've met her. <laughs> Mr. Sloppy. Um, <laughs> I've met him. I wonder if Mr. Fun... No, that's Mr. Tickles or something. There's one that's like... The one that has the long, squiggly arms... Is Mr. That's, Mr. Tickles? Mr. Tickles doesn't sound like one of those. I think you're making that up. Which, uh, that's a guy that you would call the cops if he showed up at your party. Mr. Mr. Tickles. Sure. Um, yep. So. That's, that's bad touching. <laughs> you so, are totally right. That was Mr. Fun. Wow. Just Google it. Mr. Yeah, Fun. Look at that. No, you can't see that. I can't, I can't see, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I'll put my phone screen up to the uh, webcam. You're totally right. So Mr. Fun has the spaghetti arms and he's orange. Okay, so I guess so, that's who Joe so Google is. Mr. Fun and you will see uh, exactly who, uh, yeah, I guess you got to put in Mr. Fun, Mr. Men or something like that. I didn't even have to do that. It was the first hit. Oh, for Mr. Fun? Wow, okay. Yep. All right, so yeah, type in Mr. Fun. And you will see what Joe Elliott is saying. He's like, because those long arms, squiggly arms, make it good for, uh, for grabbing uh, a, a willing and consenting uh, <laughs> lady who's standing there. Um, Captain Cool. Stuart, you're familiar with uh, more comic books than I am. Yep. Uh, is, there, is there a Captain Cool of note in that world? That's the only thing that, that Captain Cool makes me think of, is like comic books or... Um, uh... Isn't there, isn't the, isn't there a DC villain, Captain Cold, or something? I um, think so. Captain Cold. Well, that's not exactly the same thing. Joey, <laughs> Joey wouldn't have said. Very, yeah, I guess he's very. <laughs> syntax is very important to Joe Elliott. I mean, if he said I'm Captain Cold in this song, he'd be saying something very different than I'm Captain Cool. It yep. just, Leonard Leonard Snart is Captain <laughs> Cold. Snart. Leonard Snart, played by the fucking dude from uh, Prison Break on the TV shows. Oh, so he's got a TV show? There's a Captain Cold TV show? No, I mean, he's a <laughs> member of the uh, the Time Fighters. What the fuck's that show called? Um, Legends of Tomorrow. Guys, I don't know if you know this about me, but I don't have a... I don't even, you know, I don't even have a television, so I don't know anything <laughs> about... Uh, oh, wow. That's... And, you're pretty progressive. That explains yeah, why you have these progressive, yeah. like, social views. Well, you know, the, this podcast takes up a lot of my time, and and then also, you know, just... Uh, oh, weird, because I only put in, like, a little bit of time, yeah, and yeah. I don't seem to care about it. Also, I've got my, uh, my, my vlogging and my, uh, you know, just mm-hmm. my various uh, the charity works that I do. You take kinda, a lot of photos kinda, of your dog. Kind of gone off cliche here, but okay. You got so Captain, you gotta, you gotta Captain pet, Cool you is not Instagram ca- feed to to maintain, right? You do have what? To, you have to maintain your dog's Instagram. feed. <laughs> it's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. The podcast and my dogs. Uh, that's uh, Danny Legend. Danny underscore Legend underscore Powers. Uh, I mean, it's not <laughs> plug time. You're not supposed to plug it just yet. <laughs> 
Well, those are the two big deals of my life. This podcast okay, cool. and, <laughs> sure. and that and that Instagram feed. So uh, so Captain Cold is not who he's talking about. Captain Cool might be Captain Cool might be one of those like um one of those he's like, British he's like explorers cousin, like that if, had a boat that found like the South Pacific island of some so and so somewhere, you know, like a, like a Captain Smith or or somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and maybe he was just known to be a real badass uh with the with the ladies i guess <laughs> queen queen elizabeth he had an affair with uh, queen elizabeth or something mm, okay maybe i think he has a boat Shar thinks he has a boat yeah. i mean if, if, he's, if he's a captain he has a boat yeah we know yeah that. i mean that goes without saying <laughs> maybe it's a steamboat maybe captain cool has a steamboat <laughs> yeah so he's it's he, too hot <laughs> Yeah, he's not. He plays not a calliope. Cool, he, he plays a calliope, and he and he he's the captain no, of a steamboat. Steam's pretty cool because that's what steampunk people will do, and they're pretty cool, right? Yeah, Having cogs and gears and shit. Yeah, sticking a HVAC elbow on the top of the refrigerator. So it looks old fashioned. <laughs> I've told you a million times, Alex. That doesn't count as steampunk. Stop telling that's, people that you're steampunk. No, that's what I. That's what I do. I replace. I replace the uh, handles on the doors of my house with uh, with those uh, curtain rods. And uh, not enough. <laughs> I, put, I glue HVAC elbows onto things. It's uh, not enough. I also spray paint spray paint every appliance matte black. Uh, that's just you know. It's At the very least, punk. you should spray paint it bronze or brass or something. Oh, I'm not. I'm not to that age yet in my in my steampunk. Uh, <laughs> no, you're early. My steampunk, steampunk t- time travels. Okay, well, luckily this song isn't super long. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to the next verse. Or wait, we go right into the chorus. Well, right? we're, uh, we ha- I have not yet played the uh, the bridge. Actually, that's a, I I I botched the structure once again. And, uh, and and now it's time for the bridge. When you need someone to stop. So sorry, so but he, I had to stop it right before the chorus. Had to do that thing that we do here on this show. We uh, hold off on your gratification. <laughs> so we just spent the last uh, verse kind of talking about who he is. Yeah. He's the one. He's Mr. Fun. He's Captain Cool. Uh, now he tells you who he's not. Yeah. Don't so, call him a gigolo. Don't call him Casanova. Yeah, so he's not. Don't, co- don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not late for dinner. He's not. He's not Gigolo, which is, uh, uh, you know, I'm not. I mean, I don't know who would be calling Joe Elliott a Gigolo, um, considering like he's, you know, he's pretty pretty gainfully employed and pretty busy. Uh, he's a, you know, self self made uh, millionaire by this point. Uh, I think it'd be weird to. Weird to say that he was some kind of like hustler, just living off of, of women the way that gigolos are known to do. Uh, <laughs> Casanova, the what like 18th century uh, Italian adventurer and womanizer, sure, and eventually I guess librarian. 
whatever his name is, Casanova. That's not who Joe Elliott is. I don't think I'd be confusing Joe Elliott with that guy either. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, he... He expl- we all know what he's not. He's not a gigolo. He's not a Casanova. Just call him on the phone and baby come on over. So, so he's not. A, so I- essentially he is a Mr. Fun, which is like a real dad way of saying uh, he's he's like he's fun to be around. He's Captain mm-hmm. Cool, which is like he's like a superhero that is, again, fun to be around. Someone who can handle his shit, handle his situation. He is those two things. He is not a hustler looking for your, you know, looking for your money and your support and a place to stay. And he is not a 18th century librarian who used to hang out with the Pope. That's what, he, <laughs> that's what he's saying. Yes. So <laughs> earlier in the song, he's talking about how girls want a guy who's a real go-getter and that guys should go and grab a girl. But at this point, he's saying he's taking the responsibility Putting it on the woman. Yeah. Call me on the phone and baby come on over. Like, he's not even going over to her place. Yeah, it's true. He's offering his services. He's like, this is like a... Like a gigolo. <laughs> Inside, yeah, sure in, the, in the way that a gigolo does. But he's also... <laughs> but it's also, I mean, uh, what a gigolo offers would be would be great if it was... Um, if, if there were, like, no strings attached as far as, like, you didn't have to pay them or support them or whatever, you know? If it was, mm-hmm. like, those... Uh, this is me, Dr. Depp, saying what a gigolo is offering would be great if I didn't have to pay for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So are you saying a gigolo is not a real go-getter? Yeah, that's the thing. There I mean, are certainly gigolos out there who are real go-getters. You kind of have to be. Like, yeah, yeah. If it, At least hey, on some level. And if any of our listeners are gigolos, a competitive get that get that cheddar, do your thing, go for it. I'm I'm 100% in support. I'm just saying for the for for distinction in what he's talking about in this song, uh, he's he's offering a no strings attached service of pleasuring this woman, and he's uh, and he's saying anytime you want it. You can have it. There's no. It's not a hard sell. <laughs> um, just so, call first. Yeah, yeah. Just give yeah, me a call. Just call me on the phone and baby, come on over. Just don't come over without calling, though. <laughs> no. And then we got a repeat of the next line. When you need someone, when you need someone too, and at that point you're like, you have been teasing it enough. I need that fucking chorus, baby. Yeah. Let's um. Let, Charlene, would you like to guess what the next words of the song are? When you need someone, when you need someone to... Three? <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good guess. One, two, three. Some one, two, three. I love it. When you need someone, when you need someone to... When you need someone, three. Some one, two, three. Yeah. That, is, that is brilliant. I wish... I actually wish that the song did that at least one time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if they went through all, they, if they counted to four or something with those lines. Yeah. But they don't. They go, when you need someone, when you need someone to.
chorus is is a rallying cry. This is the kind of chorus. This is the song you want to be listening to and sit like singing along to while you watch yourself have sex from a mirror. Yeah. Or and while you for, or while you watch someone who has soap in their eyes tug desperately at your dick hoping it'll turn the water off wait how am i watching them did i cut another set of holes in the wall at that point we're getting into property damage yeah you're uh, not getting your deposit back. yeah i'm not getting my deposit for this girl's shower room back and, sir. And i rented uh, it and slowly developed the campus of this girl's college Stuart, is this? Are you in the process of this scheme right now? Is this actually going on? I told you, the staff at the Roadhouse Porkies are giving me a really tough time. <laughs> so, you're just, uh, so in retaliation, you're developing a girls' school, what, a girls' college. Is that right? I, there are two concurrent schemes. Okay. And you opened a bar recently, so you've got... And I opened you a are bar a real, recently. You are real go I got my hands full. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> and hopefully, some showering ladies' hands will be full, too. <laughs> Stuart, what are the words to the chorus that you're singing to yourself... Because yeah, you, well, you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to have headphones on and be listening to this, and you wouldn't want to have it playing in the background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, while, I'm your, sil- while your scheme is going on, so See? I'm silently mouthing the words to this chorus while my face is up against the what like stucco back of a shower wall. It's like no, it's like it's got to be. Yeah, it's drywall that has tile on top of that. So you're like face pressed up against some unmudded. Like dusty old, perfect. Uh, like a little bit of sheetrock. Yeah, yeah, yeah sheetrock. Yeah. Okay, so I'm singing, "Make love like a man." I'm a man. That's what I am. Real yeah. portrait of desperation here that I'm, I'm seeing. <laughs> Make love to himself. like a man. Your kind of man. That's what I am. That's what I am. A yam. That's what like I a- am. <laughs> And I'm singing that like a like a crazy person, <laughs> or like Popeye, or like or like Popeye. It's, um, yes. it's almost like he made this discovery as he was going <laughs> along. He's like, yeah. you know, make love like a man. Wait, wait a minute. I'm a man. <laughs> That's what I am. Hold on. Hold the phone. I've been telling people to make love like a man for years. But yeah, I'm it a man. Like, yeah, yeah, it feels like he's reading the headline of a newspaper, and he's like, I'm a man. That's what I am. <laughs> uh, so, are you trying to suggest that maybe this song came as an epiphany one night for Joe Elliott, and he he called up the boys the next morning, he's like, guys, I got a great idea for a song. Make love like a man. And they're like, but you're a man. <laughs> and he's like, that's what I am. <laughs> Uh, or it's, or, you know, I think, I think there's also, it could just be, since it's a rallying cry, it's an anthemic chorus. We've got the, the sort of ACDC-like open chords, real choppy sound of this chorus. It's got that, an- like, arena sound, big cowbell going in the drums. Yeah. It's just a big sound that's supposed to pump you up in that, like, classic, cl- classic, classic 
arena style. And he's saying he's got all these guys chanting in unison, make love like a man. I'm a man. It's like a, it's like some sort of uh, affirmation. Like these guys are at some uh, woods retreat and somebody's beating on the drum and they're all saying to each other, like, we're, we're going to make love like men. We are men. Uh, you know, it's that's what, reaffirming that's what, their masculinity. That's what uh, Alex and I do when we go away for the weekend, Char. We go to a woods retreat. Oh, and you bang on drums? <laughs> we yeah. bang on drums. We pass around a truth stick. And uh, we fantasize about uh, killing our bosses. You know, just standard stuff. Yeah. Um, Stuart generally goes over all of his different schemes he has for getting <laughs> oh, strangers to tug on his dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I make everybody watch uh, the Emmanuel series of movies on my laptop. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a fire going. Everybody's chanting, and Stuart's over there. <laughs> you cut a hole in your laptop. Up the old laptop. <laughs> Cutting a hole in my laptop. <laughs> like I don't need this disk drive. I got all this shit saved uh, saved to the hard drive, dude. <laughs> I don't need to be able to use CD-ROMs anymore. Yeah. We're digital age, man. Um, so this chorus, yeah, this is a shout-along chorus. This song is meant to be a party, and boy, it is. Boy, howdy, it's a party. And okay. right, as that, right as that chorus ends, we go right into the next verse. Yeah, let's go ahead and hear it, because it, I think it, uh, it's, it's, the tone of this verse is a little bit, it's just a little bit different. Um, it's a little more propulsive. It's got a bass line that's really chugging along through it that's distinct from the first verse. Uh, and it really feels like the song sort of independent of the structure of these like these like, you know, Lego blocks of the structure is is really building like the whole time, even though the structure is pretty straightforward. So let's hear verse number two. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta back it up, cause he does a little thing in there. He has like a little, he goes, uh, he, he does like a little hiccup in there. I want to hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> Got surprised. <laughs> Did it beat like a hammer? Um, so, uh, Char, do you want to read these lyrics? Um, sure. Can I correct the grammar as I go? No, no. no. <laughs> it's perfect. Okay. <clears throat> every day, every night, take your little heart till it beats like a hammer. Yeah. Oh. Come on, do it good, do it right. <laughs> Crazy little girl gonna stutter and stammer, stammer. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> great job, thank you, Char. Uh, no problem. So now, every day, every night, that covers. That's all the time. Char, is yeah. that good advice? Um, do you think that's good advice? 
take her little heart till it beats like a hammer. I'm not quite sure what that means. Oh, you just got to get her going. Just get her going. Do it good. Do it right. Uh, and, and just I mean, you're going to do her- it good. That's crazy <laughs> not to. Good and right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I guess I, if, you can't say it's bad advice to do it good and do it right. Uh, yeah, those those aren't specific enough to be put under scrutiny. Cause that's like the first page of every company's training manual yeah. for new employees. <laughs> yeah, chapter one, do it good. Chapter two, yep. do it well, right. Do it Welcome right. to Arby's. Yeah. <laughs> Company motto, do it good, do it right. Set that, set that processed meat slicer on good. And then start <laughs> slicing it right. Yeah, yeah, adjust it to the right setting. <laughs> now, uh, till it beats like a hammer, I'm assuming that means like uh, that he's saying she's going to be so worked up that her heart is beating, pounding fast like a hammer, which is a metaphor that I'm not, I, I'm not familiar not, with. I've never heard that before. Like it's it usually, not, you think about people's hearts beating fast like a, uh, like a jack. Well, wait a minute. Like a jackhammer. Mm-hmm. I, my mind just went to jackhammer because we were already talking about hammers. But what's what? What's <laughs> and the, jacking it? And and inadvertently, accidentally jacking nope. Stu. Obviously, talking about jacking it, not inadvertent at all. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna push ahead to a crazy little girl gonna stutter and stammer. Before I get to the <laughs> second part of this line. Crazy little girl. Yeah. Take her little heart. Yeah. How big is this girl? Yeah. Clearly not very big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, again, there's some. Uh, is she like a rabbit? Like when you feel a rabbit's heart pumping fast, you're like, is this rabbit going to explode? Guys, I want to reiterate that uh, when we talk about the, these classic <laughs> albums of Def Leppard, we're talking about a different time. Uh, this was this was in the early days of the 90s. This was when Bill Clinton was running for president. Women were a lot smaller back then. It's true. <laughs> oh, right. That, uh, that, it's just fun is what I'm trying to say. You ever go, you ever go on one of those uh, tours of an old, of an old, like, uh, of an old house, like Shakespeare's house or whatever, and, and you see the bed is real small. The bed will only be like four feet long or something. True. That's that how sense. small people were back when this song came out. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Well, thanks for putting into a historical context for us, Alex. So that's why so, Joe. So that's why Joe would have said, "Take her little heart," mm-hmm. uh, because she her, her heart would be probably if a woman's heart now weighs uh, what two pounds. I would say a woman's <laughs> heart back then probably weighed uh, one and a quarter pound. Ah, that's a, and by today's standards. That's a little heart. Oh, that's a little heart for <laughs> sure. Heart. And so, and he so knows he's that, writing in the for the future. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You or have to understand. He's always for, he's always heart. forward looking. Joe Joe is looking to the to the future at all times. He, he says, "Bring me that horizon." <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> okay, so this crazy little girl. He, if you're doing it good and doing it right, she's going to stutter she's, and stammer. <laughs> yeah, she's going to have trouble getting those words out if you're doing it good and doing it right. That's also in the Arby's uh, man, the employee manual, yeah. by the way. I mean, it's, it's how you measure success. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty fucking clear, dude. That's why they have the bell up by the door is because people who get good service at Arby's can't speak. They, they just yeah. stutter and stammer. So they put the bell up so you can ring, dingle that thing uh, when you can't speak. 
Dingle that thing is also in the ma- in manual near the end. <laughs> now that you mentioned the employee manual, I reread all of the song, and it seems like it's all part of an employee manual. This whole thing is, is, is taken. This is all lines employee from... manual. Yeah, yeah. Joe, yeah. I'm looking for a new employee. Rule, num- rule number one. In the time between like hysteria in this album, Joe, because he was living with his dad, he wanted to get a little time away. He took a job at Arby's. Uh, he, he turned the. Uh, he turned the manual into a song, and the song is called Make Love Like a Man. <laughs> yeah. Like a manual. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm a manual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's a what, I, that's of what I am. Movies. That's what I am, you will. <laughs> I was thinking that, but I didn't see it. <laughs> Okay, so we got that second verse out of the way. She's stuttering, stammering. That's how we measure success. And you know what? We go immediately into that bridge, dude. We go back into that bridge. The bridge is basically the same. I will say there's a it it builds there's just a subtle difference at the very end with the with the relationship between the backing and the lead vocals. They build it up just a tiny bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically the the exact same part. So let's skip ahead to we got the bridge, past the chorus. Past the bridge, past the chorus. Those are essentially the same and then we've got a bit a middle eight section. Um a little bit of a breakdown, right? Yeah. Well, no, I guess not. It, I mean, it, it sits where a, where a breakdown would sit, but because this song has a very broken down feeling, has that like big open beat, the bunk, a chick, a bunk. So like this section is real driving. They go into a real chugga chugga sort of even more metal uh, section to contrast that. Smart choice. Uh, this is the um, this. The, uh, this is the middle eight section of Make Love Like a Man right here. And let's see if anybody out there can figure out how, what this has to do with any of the rest of the song. Here we go. And then we're going to go into a guitar solo, which is uh, real short, but 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 just jam packed with uh, with with sweet hot licks. So, uh, the, so Stuart, what what are the words there in that middle eight section? Give me some rock and roll, little bit of rock and roll. It's got to be rock and roll, little bit of rock and roll. <laughs> so. Um, that's probably the, those are probably just different chapter headings for again for the Arby's manual, but <laughs> but I don't know. I, what do you Something think about the roll? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me a Kaiser roll. It's got to be a Kaiser roll. A little bit of Kaiser roll. Uh, what what do, what do you guys think that has to do with uh, with with making love like a man? Well, when I think of rock and roll, I think of moving your hips. Yeah. And that's also what I think of when I think about making love like a man. Yeah. yeah you think sure. hip you think hip motion is important in making love like a man? Mm-hmm. But just a little little bit. Just a little bit. To me it's like he changed the subject a little bit, but okay. since I can he's see a that. real go getter, he can probably multitask. Yeah, that's so fair. he can make love like a man while he's getting some rock and roll. It's also that kind of rock, classic rock and roll trope you may be familiar with, Alex, where in the middle of a rock and roll song, they're like, 
I love rock and roll, right? And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah I, I'm listening to the song, aren't I? Yeah, it's but it's kind of like it's kind of extended. It's almost like they took um, because we're headed into the because we're headed into the solo. It's almost like he's asking for the solo. So this is like this sort of this sort of sits where you would normally have like Joe just be like Rocket Phil or like. Uh, give me a, you know, uh, come on, Steve, kick it, or any any of those ad libs that he might say before the solo. He's just singing them very passionately, like yeah. he's in a metal song all of a sudden, uh, and the and the guitars are chugging along. So it's um, so we're. I guess I'm I guess I'm just trying to figure out where it, where it fits in the in the in whatever narrative is going on with the song. Maybe maybe this is what the crowd is supposed to yell uh, as yeah. they're making love with the lady that they grabbed at the beginning. The guys yeah. are yelling that at the band, and the band is playing this to, to give them rhythm as they make love. Maybe it's about rhythm, you think? Or, Could be. Or maybe back in the day, people got their music from the radio, and so you would have to flip the dial around, and maybe if you're tuning in late to the song... He wants you to know this is the rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. It's not unlike what he's talking about in Let's <laughs> oh. Get Rocked. Sorry, continue, Stuart. Say what you were going to say. It's not that far off. What, what Charlene's talking about is similar to the, the idea in Let's Get Rocked, that he has this girl in his car, and she's, like, fucking with his dial, putting on Beethoven and Tchaikovsky and Bach, and he's like, fuck that, dude. I need some rock. Yeah, it's true. No, Char brings up a really, really good point because we sort of take for granted nowadays that you know, you know what everybody, you know what you're listening to because it's like up there on your phone or it's you know the title of everything is up on on the even if it's at a, even if it's like one of those things they've got at a bar they've replaced jukeboxes with those screens that play the songs yeah or Um, like or like the celebrity host tells you who you're about to listen to (laughs) because i only listen to modern music on saturday night live or or like you you or you uh or it's a miley cyrus song and so it starts with the guy going mike will made it or something like that so you always know you always know so they had to find subtle ways i think shars i think shars right back then in the in the in the in the late first bush uh, I guess first Gulf War era, people had to make people had to let you know in the middle of the song. This is a rock and roll song. You're at the you're on the rock and roll station. Yeah. They had to mention that every probably every two minutes or something. Yeah, that's or a that's a good point. Um, yeah, and if and if you didn't mention it in your song, they were going to have to interrupt it with a DJ just saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he hits the he hits the air horn. And he <laughs> comes up on the mic and he goes, you're listening to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you write a song and you bring it in and they're like, mm, you just got to stick a couple of this is rock and rolls in the middle there. Otherwise, we can't play it on the radio. Yeah, I know what happened to Bruce mm-hmm. Springsteen, you know, and he's the <laughs> boss. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there's so little difference between the boss and uh, a servant to the people. Okay. I guess I guess you're right. Do you know what I mean? And I, yeah, and that, I, do, I do know what you mean. And and that is one of the central themes I think to this to this song because it's about it's about a service that he's offering and that he's telling men around the world they should offer to women. But they're also you know this whole thing grab her do it uh, you know it's going to make her feel better. You're also kind of being you're also kind of being the boss 
You know, it's about being the boss and being the servant at the same time. That's what this whole song's about. So I'm going to play the solo, which uh, it was it was a little bit of rock and roll, and then uh, and then it kicked right into the solo. And Shar, I want you when we come back from the solo, Shar, I would like you to describe that solo <laughs> in. Uh, let's say you're just going to give us three adjectives to describe okay. this solo after we hear it. Okay. Okay. You ready? Sure. Okay. So, Char, um. describe that solo, please, in three adjectives. <laughs> um. It was um, rockin'. Uh-huh. That's a good, that's a good place to start. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, rolling. Okay, <laughs> sure. I should have seen it coming, but it still caught me by surprise. <laughs> yep. And um, musical. I forgot what adjectives were for a minute. <laughs> Rocking and rolling and I was a little on the spot. Perfect. A little no, on the spot. A, that, I think, if you played that for anybody around the world, you played that solo, they'd go, well, that's rock. That's rocking and rolling and, and musical. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nobody can contest those descriptions. <laughs> those, are, those are great. A little Perfect. on the nose. A little on the nose. Well, yeah. Hey. So, uh, Stuart, how do, you, how do you feel about that solo? I got to say that it's short. Yeah. It's very Sweet. short. Sweet. And a little bit of strutting. Yeah. It's got a it's got a little it's got well it's it's got a little bit of it's got a little bit of squeal. It's um it's determined, I would say. It's a very like um it, it, it's like a it's like a forceful sort of laser like solo that has a that has like a little squeal in it, I think. Um and then we come out of that solo into a very unique moment, not just in this song, but in this album and in Def Leppard's uh, whole catalog. This is a this is a singular, unique uh, instance <laughs> yeah, in okay. history. Actually, in, it, this is a this is a historical moment in this song where we have a rap performed. I, I, and I know you guys are excited to hear this. We have a rap performed by lead guitarist, sadly the only guitarist in the band right now while this is being recorded, Phil Collin does a rap coming out of the end of that solo. Let's check it out. So uh, it's 1992. The kids are, you know, the kids are pumping up their Reeboks. They're popping their collars on their denim jackets, and they're listening to Run DMC. And uh, and Phil Collin goes, you know what? I want a piece of that. I want to put eight bars of rhyme on our new album. And this is what I'm going to say. And this is what he says. To the bridge. Stuart, uh, will you please read Phil Collins' Cockney rhyming rap, as it's described in the liner notes? Uh, 
for us. And please, please do it in a Cockney rhyming style. <laughs> a little bit of love goes a long, long way. Gotta get it on if you really want to get her. <laughs> Never ever wait. It's a little too late. Love her like a man. Make her feel a lot better. It's like my fair lady. You want it? Yeah, baby. You, I got it. Why not? You need it. Oh, oh. Come get it. Oh, come on. What I love about what I love about that little moment is that Phil Phil does that rap and then uh and then when Joe Elliott comes back in he goes, "Why not?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like he's saying like, "Hey, you know, we can do anything on this record. We can do whatever we want. Why not have why not have Phil rap something that uh where his voice doesn't even sound that different from mine?" <laughs> That's the thing. If I hadn't read that in the liner notes, I'm like Joe Elliott just fucked around with his voice slightly, like yeah, it, it doesn't is, sound that different. It is funny, and it's not something. It's not out of you know. It's not so much more of a rap than what you would hear on Rock of Ages or some of their more you know just like uh, shouty tunes. What but makes it is it a rap. What's uh, that? What makes it a rap? The fact that they call it a rap in the line okay. notes, and the fact, okay. That, okay. And the fact Sorry, that Phil yeah. wrote yeah. it as a as a quote unquote Cockney rhyming rap, um, okay. which little bit of love goes a long, long way. Got to get it on if you really want to get her. There's some like rhyme. there's some interesting uh, like redundancies in it too. I think never ever wait. It's a little too late. Uh, is he saying like? When he says never ever wait, it's a little too late. He's saying it's always too late. He's like my old boss who said if you were if you weren't ten minutes early for your job, you were late. Hmm. So like your presence again back to the owner's to the Arby's manual. The Arby's manual, or like <laughs> or, or the idea of a go getter, somebody being like really on it at their job. You would show like the idea that you're always late if you're there on time. You got to be better than that. You're late right now, so you got to start humping that girl right now because you're already late. Um, and then love her like a man, make her feel a lot better. Better rhyming with getter. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's how it's a. That's how you know it's a rap, Charlene. Because <laughs> yep. it rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Phil, and I'm here to say I love doing raps in a major way. Yeah. yeah. Or a little bit of love goes a long, long way. That would have been better than mine. Um, okay, so we have this little rhyme and rap. We go right into the bridge. Goes we go back right into the bridge. We get a chorus. It's a double chorus with a bigger, uh, more blown-up chorus at the end. Everybody, our listeners, have heard this structure played out countless times in almost every song we've talked about. So let's just go ahead and let's just go ahead and hear the final uh, chorus where uh, where Joe is is doing sort of his. Um, you know, uh, he's doing his his signature, like bigger yelling and and uh, ad libbing and uh, caterwailing, if that's the right word for what he's doing here. It's a pretty complicated signature. <laughs> yeah, it's he's it, this is this is what he does when he gets to the end of a song because he's really excited. So the band's kind of fading out, and he is like, 
hey, remember me? I got a lot more scat to say. Yeah, this is like his his time to shine is when the rest of the band is like looking at their watches. That's that's <laughs> the again uh, and again. All this stuff is right there in your employee manual. So here yeah, we yeah. That so is the little, line. We get a little devil, little, uh, little, little devil there at the end, and that's a fact. Yeah, that's the line where, as the band finishes this song on stage, the crowd, their hair's all messy, like they just had sex, like they just had a fucking party. Well, they literally did. They they reached to the person next to the woman next to them, and they humped them for this entire song, because that's the, the instructions. And the dude who brought his date to this show, so nervous. And had been practicing for weeks to get the timing down perfect. He turns to her right for the devil voice part, and he he mouths, and that's, and that's a, fact a fact to her. <laughs> and of course, she's not paying attention to him. Her eyes are only on the stage because she sees yeah. a fucking deaf leopard dude. She doesn't care about this guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> and that guy grew up to be Alexander Smith. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I regret, what a twist. I regret telling you that story, Stuart. <laughs> Much like I regret telling you any story, uh, that one came back to bite me. So, uh, the uh, so he says, "Get it while you can. I want to be your man, baby. Understand? I'm a ma 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 man." Yeah, in uh, case you had missed the earlier statements. Yeah, yeah. I'm a ma ma ma. So he's uh, so he's doing a little, he's doing a little stutter and stammer there on purpose, a little stylized stammering, um, which is which is kind of fun. I kind of wish he did that more in the song, um, but yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the little hiccup that he does earlier. That makes me so happy. Um, then he's got this real. Uh, before the, and that's a fact, he does this thing that just, it, I don't know if it's, it, it reminds me, he takes on this voice where it's like he's John Cougar Mellencamp or, or Sammy Hagar, uh, all of a sudden or something where he goes, Oh, you love her like a man. You're going to feel, or she's going to feel a lot better. Like it's just a different, it's like he's putting on a character there. Do you know what I mean? He sounds different to me. You know, I just feel like when you're stripping all the backing band away, that's when you get to see the real Joe Elliott. That moment of he's an so you think that's so moment. you think that's him? That's him for real. To me, yeah. What about you, Shar? What do you think? Well, it you're feels the, the like, like, like man, you're gonna he's, feel like better. He's sitting you down. He's giving you all this advice. He's like, "This is what's gonna make your life better. You're gonna love her like a man. She's gonna feel a lot better." And then he kind of takes a step back, and he's like. Yeah, good luck with that. Oh, like, yeah. Like, either he doesn't think you could do it, or he knows he just gave you bad advice. 
Yeah, so you're saying that last line is like he steps back and looks over his shoulder and he's got cat's eyes like in yeah, Thriller and you're like, like yeah. "Oh shit." Yeah. He's like, "Good luck." Cat's or eyes. like he's well, I, I mean that's I think that's a cynical way to to look <laughs> at it. Uh which which I won't I I won't say that I won't say that you're wrong, but I will say you could the the same thing could be true, but he could just be giving people an unobtainable goal in the hopes mm. that they will fight as hard as they can to please women. To offer their services to women to please them. So positive, right? Uh, like you, you're never you, you're never going to be able to completely fix a woman's life by nailing her uh, in some way, but <laughs> but you can try. And Joe Elliott, this angelic creature, uh, this this trickster god that we have, is saying to you, "It's a fact. She's going to feel better." To give you like a to give you this kind of like goal that's out there that might not be reachable for you might not be reachable I might not have ever been reachable for any of us but we can look towards it right mm-hmm the so you're saying that he's admitting there's a chance that this won't work but I'm gonna use what tools I got and this is one tool I'm gonna use. Yes. Well, I I mean, I, Charlene brought up the idea that he's saying <laughs> yeah. it might it might not work. I, and I and I'm saying that that could be in there. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't think it's it's not on the surface of the song. If it's there, it's kind of under the surface. On the surface of of the song, he is saying just be a man. Just don't not be a man and you'll you'll do this. You will make a woman's life better. She will feel better because you're giving it to her. Right? Oh, man. That's like what a man. That's what the text says. Uh, but the but but if that's an unobtainable goal, it's like it's a motivational thing. We talk in motivational ideals in our employee manuals yeah. here at Def Leppard Co. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I think we learned something. We learned that he's a man. <laughs> we did learn. He is. We did he learn is. that Joe is a man. Okay. We so, learned uh, that, that we learned that Phil uh, thinks it's a little too late. <laughs> There's something fatalistic <laughs> in uh, Phil. Phil is even harder on people, I think, than uh, than Joe is, yeah, because I mean, he says it's it's a little it's a little too late to even get this done. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a rapper, so you know he he grew up on the streets. I can only assume. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. He's a cockney rhyming rapper. He's yep. spitting bars. Uh, he got a day job playing guitar in the band Def Leppard <laughs> just to make ends meet. But his real passion, late night, is rap battling people on the streets of Detroit. Yep. Uh, spaghetti, mom spaghetti. <laughs> I was thinking it might be a rap battle um, between him and David Lee Roth. He's the gigolo. Oh, that's totally true. Or Louis Prima. Or Louis Prima. <laughs> yeah, the original Chigolo. <laughs> I feel like David Lee Roth is the same-ish time period. Same-ish time period, yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, David, Lee, just... David Lee Roth, I actually... I Like, the idea that Joe Elliott would even think somebody thinks he's a Chigolo is laughable to me. Whereas I think David Lee Roth is a pretty convincing gigolo. Again, no shade at actual gigolos right there. I'm just, I'm just saying like, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to keep shame. I, I, I don't. And I, and I, you know what? Sex work is work. Go for it. Get your money. I'm all for it. I'm just saying, uh, I'm just saying David Lee Roth is a much more convincing hustler 
uh, than, sure. than Joe Elliott is. Prima? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. So much shade for Louis Prima. Yeah. Um, all right, so, so I think I think this is about all we have to say for this song. What about for, what do you, you got? Any closing thoughts, Alex? Uh, well, the only um, I I did want to bring up. Um, I don't know if you have a cocktail pairing you'd like to pair with this song. We've that's we've done that kind of off and on. Yeah, so that's kind of why I brought Charlene on this episode because oh. she she's the bartender that trained me. She's a master mixologist. So she trains you how saying, to make a drink like a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's what, that's what we're going to be talking about here. So, Charlene, if you had to come up with a cocktail to pair with this song, Make Love Like a Man, what's the cocktail that somebody would drink? <laughs> you didn't warn me. You didn't warn me this was going to happen. Oh, stop playing coy. You knew this is why you insisted you'd be a guest. You should be a guest. Char, did you insist that you wanted to be a guest? I insisted. I this, is her favorite, this, this is her favorite. This is her favorite song on the album. <laughs> this, is, this is my favorite podcast. Wow! Whoa! Of all wow, of the yeah. podcasts. It's not your that fifth. It's to. not your fifth favorite Def Leppard podcast. It's not the fifth one you get to in your queue. Yes, but it's my favorite podcast. Yeah. Right, but I guess so. The other <laughs> the other Def Leppard podcasts you listen to aren't podcasts. No, just this one. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> there are only two podcasts. There's this Def Leppard podcast, mm-hmm. and there's Jimmy Pardo's podcast, <laughs> 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 which is not about Def Leppard. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, so, I think if I'm looking at the lyrics of the song, the the ingredients are speaking to me. I think we've got some Captain Morgan in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. She, uh, she's an original cocktail. You know what? She was hemming about this, but she's better at this uh, than you are, Stuart. We've Damn. got, we've got um, it's got to be strong so it beats you like a hammer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to so, hit your little heart. So maybe we're going to use that um, overproof Captain Morgan. Oh, hell yeah. Um, like barrel strength? Or what, what do they say for yeah. rum? Um, I think they say overproof. Sure. Yeah, what, are you gonna, what are you going to pair with that? Is it just going to be a big glass of rum? <laughs> it might just be a, a big glass, glass of overproof rum. Overproof rum. Oh, wow. That's appropriate, um, yeah, for a captain, yeah. Yeah, for a captain. You're not going to be making um, love like a man I think it would be chilled. It would be chilled because he's also Mr. Uh, he's, he's also cool, Captain yeah, Cool. We, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to have a Captain Cooler. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is called Captain um, Cooler. All right, I like um, it. I like it. Over, it's Overproof Captain Morgan's rum. rum. What, uh, what kind um, of garnish are we something talking about? Something fun. Put something fun I think fun it's going to have to be a cherry. Oh, a cherry. Yeah, that sounds delicious. And um, maybe some gasoline. Dr. Pepper. Oh, wow. <laughs> so including a non-edible ingredient. So interesting. Okay, well, we'll see how that goes down. Um, so, listeners, children, um, don't make this at home. <laughs> well, what? What if? Uh, here's, here's. Uh, I, I'm gonna humbly enter my my thoughts sure. into this, uh, which which are I I love the idea of the of the overproof Captain Morgan's. Uh, it's got to be cool. So yeah, the ice. But I'm thinking, what if for the mixer on this one, you run down. All of the available Pepsi and Dr. Pepper products at your local Arby's. Uh, do a little like suicide yeah. beverage yeah, at the fountain. Yeah. Give yourself like give yourself a squirt of each 
thing on the fountain. Like like an Arsicola, um, drop a Mountain Dew. Uh, yeah, yeah. Little little uh, of that sweet tea see. they've got in there. I yeah. see. Yeah, you mix you oh, mix all those things rough. together with uh, with some overproof rum, and then you just you, then you just grab a grab a girl, grab a girl, yeah. Ding the bell, head on out of there. Okay, wow, that sounds like a treat. Um, so yeah, maybe throw maybe throw a little of that ch- uh, of that cheddar they put on the beef and cheddar in there <laughs> as well. Oh well, like a like a drizzle. Yeah, just a dri- yeah. It's a cocktail, so a drizzle of cheddar on a drizzle of yeah, liquid yeah. cheddar on top. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Delicious. Okay. Horse, horsey sauce and an olive, and you're ready to go. Oh wow, is that a uh, olive stuffed with horsey sauce or <laughs> separate <laughs> items? Okay, <laughs> olive stuffed with horsey sauce. Oh wow, that sounds delicious. Okay, dude. Well, this was another great uh, episode. Yeah, uh, thank you th- so much, Char, for being for being a part of it. Thanks for um, having me. No problem. Uh, you can normally find me on the Flophouse podcast, a comedy show about bad movies. And you can also find me and my lovely wife Charlene behind the bar at Hinterlands Bar in lovely Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. Flophouse podcast is a is a podcast usually about bad movies, except for this last episode, which was it was a podcast about a terrific movie, a tremendous yeah. movie, okay. uh, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Dawn of Justice. Yeah, it was a big deal, big movie. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I actually, I actually still have yet to see it. I have no real interest in seeing it. Well, but, uh, don't see it. It's not very good. But <laughs> there's some people that seem to like it. Yeah. Uh, hey, people like all kinds of things. You hey, know man. what I mean? Sometimes people, people like getting pissed on. Who knows? Yeah, people. Yeah, certain, certain. I'm not uh, going to judge them. Un, certain unmentioned leaders, soon to be leaders of the free world, like to go over to Russia and get and get uh, definitely for real for true peed on by uh by prostitutes and some people like to stumble it you know into showers and tug on a stranger's dick instead of starting up the uh starting up the water in the thing yeah, yeah some people are into some people are into that i'm glad that you're shaming the person who gets <laughs> basically assaulted <laughs> dude you're the one you're the one who's doing the assaulting there come on Yep, thanks for back <laughs> taking my back on that one. Uh, okay, uh, look, I, so if you had accused the, me of shaming, that's the flarp house. We could have just left that thing where it sat. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my name is Alex Smith. I am in a band called Lydia Burrell. Uh, you can find uh, you can find uh, my and our music on. Uh, iTunes and Amazon and Spotify and wherever music is streamed. And uh, you got anything to plug, Charlene? Nah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, if you're uh, in the New, if you're in the New York area, go to Charlene's Bar, and also go to Hinterlands. Yeah. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys should you guys should plug your establishments. Yeah. We so uh, I guess that's it for another Till Death to Us party. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll be back hopefully a, a little more soon, the next episode. Oh, we did it. Bam. All right. That was fun. Thanks, guys. That was fun. No problem. Thanks for Thank you, us. Char. Char, you want to get our dinner ready? Sure. Hey guys, it's me. I'm back. I hope you were able to enjoy the episode, despite the audio issues. And I'm going to take a moment to shamelessly plug 
my own efforts. Uh, as I have said many times on the podcast, I, uh, perform music under the name of, uh, Lydia Burrell. I also perform music that's more comedy, fun music under the name of Howl Dottie. That's H-O-W-E-L-L-D-A-W-D-Y. And, uh, I just put out a new album under the name of Hal Dottie that's available on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, anywhere, anywhere you go. I have a number of videos for the songs that are on that album that can be found on YouTube. The album is called I'm Done, and this is the title track off of that album that I'm going to put on the end of this episode as a little treat for the probably two or three people, if I'm being... Really, really enthusiastic and uh, optimistic that made it all the way through that. Okay, so here it is, the song I'm Done off of my new album, I'm Done, artist name Howl Dotty, H-O-W-E-L-L-D-A-W-D-Y. Those who have 
have a capacity for feigned interest and can abuse it. I'm done with craft, I'm done with skill, I'm done with artistry. And I'm done with other guys doing anything even remotely similar to me. I'm done with people's opinions and I'm done with not being heard. Though I'm also done with people listening and scrutinizing every word. I'm done with people telling me my attitude is what I've got wrong. Like it's my fault I don't live in a Tim McGraw song. I'm done. That's it, I'm done. I'm done. That's it, 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 I'm done.